0: Hey, this is Pastor Bob Steven, lead pastor at Pursuit Church SA, and this is our podcast. Listen, would you take a minute to share and subscribe to this podcast? Also, we would love to connect with you, so please visit us at PursuitChurchSA.com or on any of our social media pages. Now, here's this week's message. We hope it blesses your life. You know, today's a beautiful day. It's a great day to celebrate. You know, I love that we have one day set aside in the year to just honor and celebrate our moms. You know, it doesn't matter if they're with us anymore or not. And I know for some of us, it's a little bittersweet today that our moms aren't here. But it's still so amazing that we have one day a year at least that we can set aside and honor our mothers. You know, there's this, there's this movie that I really like. It's actually a Christmas movie, but I'll watch it anytime because it's so beautiful. It's called, it's a wonderful life. And in this movie, it's about this guy, George Bailey, and he owns this bank, right? And he's, um, actually being framed for embezzlement. So he, he's all worked up and he's got this heaviness just weighing on him. And he's, so he reaches out and he prays to God. And then this angel named Clarence shows up to help him, right? So Clarence is taking George through the town. And because one of the things George said before he prays is this, my life would have been better or life would have been better had I never been born. So Clarence takes him through the town. And what's interesting is that when this happens, it's kind of like this time warp happens and they go back kind of in the past. And George sees as he's going through the town, what life would have been like had he never been born. He runs into his family and friends and they don't even know who he is. And then the town is even different because he was never born, right? And the, the most of the story is spent doing that. But at the end, it leaves George grateful for the life that he's actually been given and the legacy he's leaving. And I want you to think about this. Everyone in this room has a mother. Every one of us has a mother. And you are part of her legacy. You know, it doesn't matter. Or maybe, maybe your mom didn't raise you the way you thought she should have. Maybe she didn't treat you the way you thought she should have. Maybe she didn't do things the way you wanted her to do it. But your birth mother was the vessel that God used to get you here right now and to impact the people that your life has impacted. If you have children, It's because of her. If you have grandchildren, it's because of your mother. Maybe your biological mother didn't raise you, but she still chose to bring you into this world. And that's why you've been able to make a difference in other lives. So today we celebrate our moms. Happy Mother's Day to our moms. I want to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you gave us the moms you gave us. No matter who they were or what they did, Lord, we're honoring them right now because they chose to bring us into this world. We thank you for our mothers, Lord. And I pray today, God, that the moms out there that are struggling to raise their kids, that maybe, you know, they're just struggling, they're tired, they're weary. Lord, be the lifter of their head because that's what your word says. Your word says you're the lifter of our heads. Father, for the single moms... That are struggling and juggling. They've got these kids and they're trying to do it all and be it all. Lord, strengthen them. Give them strength. Give them courage to continue to move forward in what you've called them to do. Lord, for the grandmothers, let them know this season isn't over. You're still using us. Lord, for the women who want to become moms, God, give them the desires of their heart. Lord, I thank you. For every single person in this room, I ask you to bless them. Bless them with your peace, your love, your encouragement, because you truly are all we need. God, I pray that you speak through me today. Push me out of the way. I surrender my mind, my will, my vocal cords, the breath in my lungs. Lord, I surrender it to you, Father. And I say, have your way. Let every word that I speak today bring encouragement and hope and a knowledge of who you truly are. And let it change us all from the inside out. In the name above all names, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 So we live in this world right now where it's just really amazing. All the technology we have, all the opportunities we have. Think about it. Think about it for a second. What kind of things we have at our disposal in this world we live in. We're at a very interesting time in history when you think about it. Think about it for a second. The technology we have, the things we have available to us have given us regular folks things at our fingertips that used to be available just to the really rich people. Talk about birthday parties. Look look at birthday parties, for example. Okay, so back when I was a kid, birthday parties consisted of some kind of little homemade cake, some little... Funky-looking homemade cake. Um, it tasted pretty good, usually. We had, you know, maybe some balloons. There was some ice cream. We might have had a pin-the-tail-on-the-donkey game going on. And, you know, it, it wasn't something that was planned out over weeks and months. It was something that was just kind of put together at the last minute. The neighborhood kids were the ones that came. And it was all over in about two hours. Done. That's how it used to be. Well, now... They have these elaborate Pinterest theme parties where everything matches and, you know, you've got... I mean, it's months that these moms plan these things out. I know. I've been privy to some of that. Months planning, orchestrating. It's like a production. You have balloon arches and bounce houses and ponies, clowns, these fancy cakes that cost, like, a lot of money. Like, 100 bucks for a cake. Who does that? I'm not judging nobody, but... I've been, been guilty of that, but I'm just saying they're big elaborate things now because we have it available to us, right? We know about it. We have it available. Even the cars we drive now are really fancy. Like you can be driving down the road, talking to somebody on the phone. That wasn't a thing when we were growing up. That's a big deal. Now we have all these things available to us. We are truly living in an amazing time in history, but we're also living in a time where people are really stressed out. There are way too many people living stressed out, overwhelmed, and tired because they don't feel like they have what they need to do it all. Am I talking to somebody today? I get it. I feel like that sometimes too. So if that's how you feel, then I came here today to give you encouragement and hope. And I want you to leave here knowing deep, deep in your heart that you really do have everything you need in God. And I want to share a story with you today. And it's about a widow who was dealing with the same feelings that we deal with being overwhelmed or stressed out. And I'm going to pray. And I've been praying all week that God will speak to you directly through her story. So open up your Bibles in the old Testament. And we're going to read from second Kings chapter four. Well, second Kings is like three fourths of the way between Genesis and Psalms in the old Testament. And this is a story of a woman who was married to a prophet and she had two younger sons. Well, when her husband died, he left her a widow with two kids to provide for and no money, no contingency plan and a lot of bills. Okay. So one day this woman sees Elijah, the great prophet coming by and she calls out to him. So let's pick up in verse one, second Kings chapter four. She says, your husband, my servant is dead. Now, you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my children to be his slaves. So back then, when you owed debt, they could take your stuff. They could take your kids and force them into labor to pay off your debt. So verse two, and Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Elijah says, how can I help you? Let's start with what you have in the house. And her response was this. I don't have anything. Well, maybe except for a jar of oil. This woman had a need, and she couldn't see how it was going to be met. Some of you here today have needs, and you don't think there's any way for those needs to get filled. Some of you here today have needs, and you don't see how they're going to be met. I understand that. But can I tell you what this story taught me? It's when we don't have what we think we need or what we want, That we have an opportunity to find out that God is truly all we need. And you know what? God will send people into our lives to meet our needs. Or he'll meet them directly. Sometimes he wants to give us a different perspective too. This widow had a huge need. And God was going to use Elijah to meet it. But here's what I want you to notice. Elijah made himself available first. He made himself available. Even when we haven't had our own needs met or even when we're still in need ourselves, we need to make ourselves available. We need to make ourselves available to other people who have needs. You want to make a difference in the world? I know all of us do sometimes, right? You want to be used bigger and bigger and more, more magnificent ways by God. Well, here's what we got to do. We got to start surrendering ourselves to God every single day. Be willing to do whatever God wants you to do and then make room in your life so that you're available and able to do it. You know, I imagine Elijah probably woke up every morning thinking, okay, God, here I am. You woke me up. Thank you. You know, use me today. I'm your representative. Use me however you will help me meet the needs of those I come across and give me margin to do it. I bet you that's what I, Elijah was probably waking up in the morning saying, well, what if we did that? What if we woke up every single day and said, okay, God, here I am. You know what my needs are, but I'm going to ask you to use me. Use me to fill somebody else's need. Use me to speak truth into their lives. However you want to use me, Lord, because I know you're going to meet my needs, but use me to meet someone else's needs. What if we did that? What if we woke up every day and did that? You know what? I bet you if we're at work and we did that kind of stuff, when we're at work, somebody starts sharing their problems with us, then we're going to be able to be available. We're going to have what we need through the power of the Holy Spirit to meet their needs. That's what Elijah did with this woman. And you know what? He listened to her. He listened to her. And then he helped walk her through the solution to her problem. He didn't solve her problem for her. He helped walk her through it so that she could see some things that God wanted to show her. I know it's easier sometimes, you know, when people come to you and they have something that's weighing heavy on them, it's easier sometimes to just give them the solution, right? Just give them the solution, the problem. I love my husband. He does that a lot. I'll go to him and say, babe, you know, this is bothering me. And he's like, okay, well, here's what you need to do. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you. But that's not exactly what I needed. Sometimes people don't really need us to solve their problems. They just need us to listen. Just listen. Because here's the deal. When we're willing to just listen to them, then God can speak to them and God can open their eyes and show them some things, things about who he really is. And they'll be able to see that he's the one that's going to meet their needs. And sometimes God just wants to show us something new. He just wants to show us something new. So if we don't take the time with people and just kind of listen, we're going to miss it. They're going to miss it. They're going to miss what God wants to show them. Elijah listened to this widow's issue, and then he helps her work through the problem. He asks her, what do you have? What do you have? And she says, I don't have anything at all. Sometimes when you're hurting or you're lacking, it's easy to say that, right? Right. It's easy to think that we don't have what we need. When you've been praying for change and it hasn't happened, it's easy to get consumed with what hasn't happened. It's easy to do that. And it's in those moments that we have to reach out to God and then just listen to him. Let him show us some things. That's what happened here in this story. Elijah listened and he let the widow think a little bit. He didn't just keep talking. He was present and he listened we have to be present and we have to listen so that God can have a chance to show people some things. And you know, Elijah's simple question. What do you have? What do you have? It got her thinking. He didn't keep talking. It got her to think. She had a moment to think, process. And as she was thinking about it, then she realized, oh, wait, I do have something. I have this this jar of oil. When you think that you don't have what you need, take a minute. Look around. You'll probably see that you do have what you need. You have something to work with. And then you got to start working with what you have instead of waiting for what you want. I'm going to say that again. When we don't think we have what we need, we have to take a minute, take a step back, look around and see what do I have? Let me start working with what I do have instead of sitting here waiting for what I want or what I think I need. You may have exactly what you need right there in front of you. This widow had something valuable. She's like, oh, it's just a jar of oil. No, olive oil was very valuable back then, y'all. It was very valuable. They used it in cooking. They used it to help the lamps burn. They used it as a lubricant for their tools. They even used it for their bodies. They didn't have some bougie bath and body place to go get scented lotions. They used olive oil. It was valuable. And olive oil was used as an offering to God. It was an anointing oil. This woman didn't have a lot, but she had a little bit. And here's the deal. We serve a God that can take a little bit and make a lot out of it. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad about that? Let me show you all throughout scripture. We see that Matthew chapter 14, the disciples bring Jesus five loaves or five fish and two loaves, right? They had to feed all these people. And Jesus tells them, what do you have? And they said, well, you know, we have five fish, a couple of loaves of bread. And with just that little, Jesus fed over 5,000 people and they had leftovers, y'all. In God's hands, a little bit can become a lot. Look at the story of David and Goliath. Y'all know that story, right? Kids know that story. The story of David and Goliath, all these highly trained, skilled armies of the Israelites had come up against Goliath and they were all defeated. These are warriors, soldiers. They were defeated by this one giant. But then here comes David, this young teenage kid. He brings five rocks with him, five little stones that could fit in his hand. And he came at Goliath in the name of the one true God. And boom, Goliath hit the ground with one shot. David had a little bit, but with God, it was all he needed. So I want want to take a second and I want to talk to the moms of littles. A lot of moms in this room have little kids. One or two, one's enough. You get two, that's a lot. You have two under four, that's a lot. I want to talk to y'all real quick, moms of littles. Look, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. You think you don't have enough of whatever. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough arms. You don't have enough patience. Maybe you might even think you don't have enough of whatever you think you need to be their mom. I get it. There was a time not too long ago when I had three wild little girls running all over my house. And I felt like that overwhelmed. What am I going to do with this? There's too many of them. There's three of them. One of me. What's what's up with that? I get it. But mom, can I ask you to look at what do you have? What do you have? Let me help you a little bit with that. Here's a couple of things I know you have. You have the love of God in your heart. You chose to raise those babies. You didn't have to. You chose, and that was a choice born out of love. You have grace. You have all the grace you need. Yeah, you do have all the grace you need. You have the grace you need. Because you know why? God picked you to be their mom. He's going to give you the grace you need to do it. And you also have a deep love of God in your heart. If you didn't, you wouldn't be here today trying to learn a better way how to figure all this out. And you have a desire in your heart to teach your kids about Jesus. Again, you're here. You're here wanting to learn more. Moms, you have what you need. You have what you need. These are things that you do have. So take those things that you do have. Take them to God. And then watch him multiply it. God really has given us all everything we need to do exactly what He's called us to do. And you know what? Motherhood is a calling. It doesn't matter if you're the biological mother, the stepmom, the adopted mom, the spiritual mom, it doesn't matter, foster mom. Motherhood is a calling. So what God has called us to, He's graced us for. Remember that. When you think you don't have enough, now I'm talking about everybody, everybody. When you think you don't have enough, look around because. Here's the deal. Sometimes limitations are what give us the motivation we need to get creative. That's right. right. Come on. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes limitations are what give us the motivation we need to get creative. And I want you to remember this too God's a creative God, right? Look outside. You don't believe me? Look outside. I don't know if y'all saw that sunset last night. Whoa. And it's different every day. God's creative and you were created in his image. So that means we're creative too. That's right. yeah. Amen. Friends, we have everything we need. And here's the thing. If we think that we don't ha- if we had everything we needed or what we think we needed, let me start all over with that. <laughs> if we had everything we think we need in any given moment, we might miss what God is trying to show us. Right. And it's probably something we need to see. Let me give you an example of that. Okay, so recently, I got this idea in my head. I want to create a play space for our little kids here, for the little ones, like Tots, Pre-K, Kinder. I want to create a play space just for them, and I wanted to do it here at church. And I envisioned that this would be a place where they could, you know, come and hang out and be by themselves in their own little group. You know, make little friendships in their own little group the way little kids do, right? This wasn't going to be for the bigger kids. This was just for the little kids. And I wanted it to be a place where they could burn off some energy. Cause we know they're energetic and they're a little wild sometimes. So good bless them in Jesus name, but I wanted a place for them. And then also when, when the classroom was over and we're still rolling in here, I wanted to be able to go there and play and just kind of have fun. And I want it to be safe just for them. Well, as pastor Bible and I were talking through it, we were like, we couldn't figure out where we were going to put this space here in the building. And I thought, well, you know, the kid's lobby is, it's not going to work. It's not confined. It's just not confined. And we have a green space on the side of the building, but we can't use that. That's an easement. We couldn't do that. So it got to the point in our conversation where we were just like, well, this is not going to happen. Not until we get another building. We don't have what we need. But then I brought the idea to one of our team leads to Berlin, actually. And she said, we have the workroom. I'm like, what? We have a workroom. And I didn't see what we do have because I was so focused on what we don't have. Start working with what you do have and stop waiting for what you think you need. That's what God was using Elijah to show this woman. And just like she learned, we have to learn to offer God what you have and then trust him to give you what you need. Offer God what you have. And trust him to give you what you need. Let's go back to 2 Kings chapter 4. Let's start in verse 3. Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into the jars, and as each is filled, put it on one side. Okay, so Elijah shows her first that she does have something and now he's about to show her that what God can do with what she does have when she gives it to him. Elijah tells her, go get a bunch of jars, get all the jars you can and then bring them back here. And then you are going to take them inside. You're going to pour the oil, mix it with a little bit of your faith. Don't miss that. Mix it with a little bit of your faith and then just start pouring and watch what God's going to do. Friends, you have a little bit, but when you have a little bit, trust God with that. And then God will refill and give you what you need. Don't stop pouring, pour it out to God. When this widow had the faith and courage to offer God what she did have, God was about to give her everything she needed. And then some read verse five. She left him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. As long as there was an empty jar, God filled it. But when there were no more empty jars, the oil stopped flowing. Verse four says, so then the widow goes and she tells Elijah that the jars were full. He tells her, all right, go sell the oil, use the money to pay off all your debts, and there'll be enough for you and your sons to live on from here on out. When this widow offered the little bit that she had, God gave her everything she needed. Friends, there's going to be times when God asks you to do something that seems really difficult, maybe even impossible. God will say, start tithing, pour out your offering to me. And you might be thinking, God, I'm trying to use that money to save for a house. I don't know about that. But then don't miss this guys. God will tell you, you don't need this money. I'll give you what you need. Give me what you have and I'll give you what you need. Now this might seem counterintuitive. I know I get it. It sounds really counterintuitive, but that's how our God works. That's how he works. When we show him our faith, he shows us his faithfulness. Take what you have. Stop waiting for what you want or what you think you need and let God do something special. That's what he wants to do. That's exactly what he wants to do. Now I want to show you something interesting about these jars that Elijah told the widow to bring. He didn't specify what size, what shape, what color. No, the only thing he specified was that the jars had to be empty. In the Bible, our human body is referred to as jars of clay. And oil is symbolic of God's anointing and the Holy Spirit. We are jars of clay, and God wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit, y'all. That's what we're talking about here. But we gotta be empty you got to be empty. you got to empty yourself of pride, selfishness, self-centeredness, greed, all the things, your own agenda. you got to be empty of all that, and then God will fill you with the oil of his Holy Spirit. And why do you need the Holy Spirit? Romans 8, 26 says, the Holy Spirit is our strength and intercessor. Isaiah 11.2 says the Holy Spirit is wisdom, understanding, and counsel. Who in this room don't need some of that? 2 Timothy 1.7 says the Holy Spirit is power and love and a sound mind, self-control. When we pour out what we do have, then God will fill us with everything we need. When you think you're weak, God is your strength. When you're hurting, he's your comforter. When you're lost, God is your guide. He's everything you need. When your life is unstable and it seems chaotic, God is the rock that never moves. So you know what? If you came in here empty today, maybe you feel like you don't have what you need, what you want. Look to God. Take a minute. Listen and look to God. He wants to become everything you need. Don't wait for what you think you need. Start working with what you have. Give God what you do have and then trust him to fill you with everything you need. And you know, all we really need is Jesus. Will you bow your heads and we just pray for us today. Father I thank you for speaking to us I thank you for your word Your word is just so powerful It just brings change And it brings hope It brings encouragement Lord thank you for your word Father I pray that you just pour out your spirit All over every single family here Lord Bless them with your wisdom Your counsel Your love Your peace Your encouragement Father, again, the word says that you're the lifter of our heads. Father, help us lift our heads when we feel the weightiness of what we don't have on us. Lord, if there's someone here and they're feeling overwhelmed, they feel empty, just fill them with your strength. Fill them with your power, your love. Lord, let them know you in ways they've never known you before. God, for people here today that are facing some heavy, heavy things, Lord, let them know that you carry their burdens They just have to give them to you. Lord, we thank you that you truly are everything we need. Give us eyes to see it. And then let us grab hold of who you are. You are good. You are faithful. You are loving. You have such great plans for us, Father. We just have to surrender ourselves to you. Lord, help us empty ourselves of all the things that you didn't give us. So that you can fill us with what you want us to have. We love you, Lord. We bless your holy name and we thank you for who you are